other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. FM. Super excited. A uh, great happy hour. You guys should all download that. Hosted by the amazing Ethan Albers. Uh, Phil Gillies on the ones and twos right there for that last show. Listen to his new show on Thursdays, 8 to 10, called The Zoo. Right now, you guys should give it up for uh, our man in the booth running the ones and twos. Clap wildly for Zun Zoo. Yes, Zun Zoo. Running the ones and twos. One, one or two claps. That's good enough. That's fine. One or two claps for the ones and twos. Yes, it's Friday night. Hey, Ed Ant, how you doing? Everybody, uh, right now, go to justmeandchicks.com and buy a hoodie. Someone buy a hoodie. No one's bought a hoodie yet. I'm going to buy a hoodie. I'm going to be your first hoodie sale. I promise. I have a credit card. I, know, I don't actually have a credit card. I only have a debit card. Uh, everyone else in America has a credit card, right? That's a thing people do with money. They're good Americans and they get into debt. That's what we're supposed to do, right? I don't understand it. I'm a socialist. Um, I only pay for things in cash. I don't pay taxes because I only make money in cash. Is anybody... I'm hoping that they... um, I've been seeing all these new ads for like... um, Not indentured servitude. That's right. Uh, It's uh, human trafficking. And I, I sometimes feel like I'm an American human trafficker because I, I, I do the jobs. I'm actually stealing jobs from the Mexican nannies is what I'm, I'm fucking it up now. I'm doing like reverse misogynistic gender questionability with the gentrification. I don't know how it all comes together, but I know that women are supposed to make less than men. That's all I understand. No, 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 no. Taking care of children is like worthless at this point, right? Unless you're a nanny <laughs> and you get paid 20 bucks an hour. Who wants to hang out with children on purpose? Any of you guys have kids? No, thank God. Anybody else a big believer in abortion? Yeah, I love, yeah, I see lots of hands. I love abortion. Ah, oh. I woke up this morning with horrible, horrible period cramps and I was like, oh, fuck. What is inside my uterus? It's not a baby. What is in there? It's actually the entire Supreme Court. (laughs) They're actually still inside my uterus. Actually, on Monday when I started my period, it hurt so bad, there was so much blood, I thought it was an abortion. But that was just Judge Scalia dying. (laughs) That was, 
I finally aborted the right thing. You know, it's just so much blood. I was so happy that he was dead. I've actually been thinking like, we are doing the wrong things with abort. Oh, don't sell aborted baby parts to help forward science. Definitely not. What I say is sell aborted baby parts to feed cats. When are we going to put dead babies in cat food? Am I right? Like all this good protein just going to waste? My cat could starve in the apocalypse? I'm going I'm, to freeze those dead babies, grind them up, put them into the... Is that a problem? No, no, no. Dead. I'm all about dead babies, you guys. Overpopulation, crazy shit. There's not enough water for anybody. I was uh, on the BART the other day, and I saw uh, two really ugly people. And they had triplets. And they were all really ugly. And they're all sitting there together. And then I see the fourth child that kind of runs up to them. Here's the thing. It's ugly too. They had three children. And they weren't good looking enough. And they decided to have another. You fucking dickbags. I don't care how much money you have in Walnut Creek. That water in the apocalypse. Your children are drinking my water. Your fourth ugly child. Just accept that you have terrible genetics and just let it go. Right? They're not going to grow up to be pretty. These two people on the bar, they were ugly. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I just, I'm really sick of people having babies because uh, just, there just isn't enough water to go around. Hey. Benjamin, I'm going around babies. Uh, he, that's why I believe in abortions. Absolutely. Because I'm an alcoholic. Anybody else love drinking so much more than babies? Yay! Uh, I'm a 41-year-old woman. I don't want to have a baby because, you know, that's going to, if, if you make me, oh, I'm glad Scalia's dead, but if he came back from the dead and did some Ghostbuster shit on my uterus and was like, I'm going to make you have a baby. I'm like, this is fucked up, dude. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to need a tool to drill some holes in the trunk of my car uh, because the baby has to breathe while I'm hanging out at the bar. Put the baby in the trunk, right? I can't afford a babysitter. <laughs> what am I doing? I didn't want the baby to begin with. Put the baby in the trunk, nice sleeping bag. It can breathe. It's fine. Okay, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, when the baby's four years old, it's still one of those uh, like runner babies. You have to put it on a leash, and it's like, blah, <laughs> running out into traffic. It's like, wants to die. You're like, no, don't let it die. Don't let it save this baby. Uh, at six years old, still a biter in first grade, being a dick to the other kid, just biting him. Bad, bad child, right? Uh, at nine, they finally call me into this parent-teacher conference, and they're like, um, hey, uh, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I said, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka. Like, where are we confused, you dumb teacher bitch? I didn't want this kid. Am I right? At 11 years old, it finally starts smoking the dupes. So we have something in common. We start talking about weed and shit. And like, I'm like, Who's your, what's going on? He's like, it's good weed, bro. Uh, hanging out. At 14, starts doing ketamine. I'm like, who's your dealer? <laughs> where are we going to go party, right? At 15, starts with a Coke. It always happens. Just keeps going on. Turns into speed. At 17 years old, the baby finally dies, right? It's terrible, terrible overdose of speedball, uh, cocaine and heroin, just awful. And that is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. It's a 17-year late-term abortion, all right? I didn't, I didn't want... I didn't want to put that kid through rehab four times. That was your choice, taxpayers. You wanted to pay for rehab. Not my fault. Uh, after my second abortion, I wasn't going to have my second abortion, but I was like, you know what I should do? I should um, put out like a thing 
uh, uh, go fund me to the religious right and say, um, if you want me to have this baby, you guys will raise a million dollars so that I can actually raise the kid, you know, because that's how much it costs now in America to raise a kid until they're 18. It's about $750 to a million dollars, you know, just, just a little chump change for us American people. Uh, but I, they, they weren't, they weren't on board. So I had an abortion. It was great. It's like fed it to my cat. It was plan B baby. <laughs> Not plan B. It's actually the, are you 82? It's like, it should be, are you 86? Like 86 you out of my uterus. Like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Can you get, goodbye. Dead baby. It's okay. You guys, nobody wanted that kid anyway. <laughs> it would have been a terrible. Seriously, (laughs) I'm not a terrible, I'm just saying I'm 41 years old, don't make me have a baby. Although I'm a nanny, I get paid to hang out with people's children for money and I'm totally down with that. You guys have babies, just be rich and pay me to hang out with them and teach them socialist things. Also, I'm fucking up kids left and right. I have a two year old who's like my best friend and every time a motorcycle goes by, I'm like, motorcycles are cool. Four wheels bad, two wheels good. Every time a skateboard goes up, I'm like, aren't skateboards awesome? He, like, he hears me, he's like, oh. he's already had two face plants. Baby's had his first two face plants. He's gonna have a scar on his chin and a scar on his cheek. The chin is his father's fault. The cheek is my fault. <laughs> that, was, that was baby's first face plant. I come home, his cheek is bleeding and his mom's like, what happened? I'm like, well, he fell off his scooter. <laughs> You bought him a scooter. He's two. <laughs> Where do you think that's not going to happen? Okay, enough about the kids that aren't mine. I'm the most annoying person because the worst thing is when people have babies and they talk about them. That's the worst. But this is even worse because they aren't even my kids and I talk about them. <laughs> it's terrible. I understand people with children. Uh, there's a list around here somewhere. We're going to sing a song. It happens before we start this show and it goes a little something like this. If you know how the song goes, sing along with me. It's not that list. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. That mom weed is amazing, right? M-U-T-I-M-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! It's Friday. It's 1-2-19. I have to read it off the thing. I have no idea what the dates are. If you guys don't know about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival happening March 2nd through 6th, then you haven't lived my nervous breakdown. And you don't understand why I'm not even a person right now. Uh, But our first comedian up tonight, he's going to make you guys laugh so hard. He has, he used to have, God, he used to have this luxurious beard. Oh my God, it just was like... So old-timey amazing. But now, he's just a regular guy who's super, super cool and gonna make you guys laugh your asses off. Put your hands together. It's Roman Leo! Keep it going for Pam! Pam Benjamin. Oh my God, you guys. I just I just ran into one of Pam's uh, exes. He was bouncing at this bar. So if you date Pam, watch out. You might wind up working as a bouncer. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's so fun to do stand-up, you guys. There he is. I love Aaron. Um, 
It's good to see you guys. My friend Jason's visiting from Chicago. And uh, I don't know. This guy's looking at his laptop, and there's a bunch of food behind you, sir. Why aren't you paying attention to that food right now? Okay. Well, there's more of it. I see that you did not finish all of those. Two chicken curries on the bagels, it sounds like not enough effort, okay? Did you eat your vegetables, sir, on the laptop? <laughs> I, I don't know. Are you the NSA? I am. How do you know that I was the NSA? <laughs> the NSA is, have you, you, you have leaked out the fucking hack or something, I don't know. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> it's like he's uh, got a remote control. <laughs> And it, it's a or another very small person inside his mouth, you know. Oh, now that no, I think it's just there's an asshole stuck in his throat. Um, <laughs> don't make me call my therapist. Hey, mom, there's uh, some guy in the audience, and he thinks he's almost as funny as me, and he's not like even a real stand-up comedy asshole like me. Yeah, I love you too. Bye. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hi um what's up benjamin what you eating cupcakes in the house is that like a hostess or a fucking a little debbie you like that you like that little debbie shit you like to fuck put your dick in a little debbie cupcake every once in a while huh oh you look like prince you might as well fuck a little debbie cupcake once in a while that's right this guy's like the mini-me's of Prince, you know, like, uh, I like the way you look, sir. Um, oh, fucking more people. Jesus Christ. What kind of comedy show is this? Don't we have enough audience already? It's like you, the comedians are all uh, greedy. You guys, you guys, I'll, I'll, I'll do serious jokes in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, 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 I, I learned recently that there's things called toxoplasmosis. Watch out if you're pregnant in the booth, okay? Uh, toxoplasmosis is some parasite that makes mice or cats insane. I don't know. Fake Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook clickbait said it was important, you guys. Uh, I've never farted, okay? I did burp once and make some people visibly angry in the pasta aisle at Safeway, okay? I have never farted, but once I took a shit and my sister ran screaming from the second floor of the house, uh, right? Okay, I farted once, you guys. I farted at a funeral, and they had to close the casket to protect the corpse. Um, you know? You feel me? One time I farted, and the movie The Birds happened in real life. It was... <laughs> Jason wrote that? Fuck you, you fat fuck for being funnier than me. Oh, my God. Jason told me that he was fat in a text, and now I call him fat every day. That's just mirroring. It's not, it's not fat shaming if I'm just mirroring your text. Um, uh, some people, it's just when they order a beer, they'll be like, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. And I'm like, that's a low threshold for ordering a beer, right? Like, tires are always on sale. I'll have a double whiskey. You know, like, <laughs> tires are on sale somewhere. Mm. I have a girlfriend, and uh, man, I just, I'm trying to think of something good to say about her. Uh, 
everybody likes her is that a good reason to have a girlfriend and how do i even know that we're in a relationship like she sent me a request on facebook for an anniversary status uh confirmation thing or whatever date and uh they gave me the options to accept ignore and well i just deleted my facebook but um <laughs> you know when does a relationship start right is it uh, is it on the first date when we're still fucking other people is it like uh, at the point when uh, we do anal, or is it when I show her my asshole? When does the relationship, <laughs> when does it start? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So there's a, a fucking guy with a mohawk, and he's in the booth. I feel, he's looking at me like he's going to murder me. Right? Doesn't mohawk mean murder? If it's not, you like have a mohawk, dye it purple. Otherwise, people think you're just like, yeah, you talking to me? Yeah, punk, you talking to me? They think you're constipated. That's a old joke that. What's his name? Thinks he's constipated. Welcome. <laughs> Didn't say shit. I said welcome. She just. Oh, thanks. I'm just deaf. I guess that makes it me feel that everyone's rude when you're deaf. All uh, right. Okay. My arms are so tired, you guys. I just flew in from San Francisco, and boy, are my arms gay. Um, I don't know. I had some moments, right? But time is relative. Time's comedy is relative, right? Tomorrow could be Tuesday or Wednesday if you're Jason from Chicago, but it better not be Thursday because if it is, I'm going to get a three-sweeping ticket, okay? That's time is relative. I work for Lyft, and sometimes they'll send me an email and be like, w like a survey. It'll be like, what's your primary source of income? And I was like, Lyft, right? And then immediately the next day, I get an email that says, Lyft has partnered with DeVry to help you with your continuing education. And I'll be like, fuck you. I failed out of a very, very prestigious engineering school to, you know, to work for Lyft. So uh, I'm smart enough to know what, what job I do, you know? Like... <laughs> Uh, used to be good. But one of the reasons that Rideshare started in California was that because we have 33% of the nation's chronically homeless, right? Only 10% of the population. And so they're like, we want people to work that are, need jobs for our company. So I don't know. I think we should be build a wall around California to keep the homeless people out. But that would be kind of like making it a house, you know? Especially if we put on a roof, everybody. Make California a home. <laughs> yeah yeah all right I'm, i wish i could be happy like this all the time <laughs> you know hi 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 that's how yeah see she starts applauding the hot conceited women i mean that's like the call of the hot conceited woman hi <laughs> Um, mm, yeah, people are like, Roman, how many, how do you know so many hot girls? And I'm just like, you just have to know one. And, <laughs> you know, right? I'm sorry, I'm being weird. I don't really take this that seriously because look where we are. But um, <laughs> you guys seem real cool. In the back, are you friends with Benjamin? Or uh, what's your position in the universe? Like, why are you here? It's an existential question. 
Oh, I'm looking right at you. I'm sorry, you're wearing glasses. The girl next to you. <laughs> but you're so you like the one with the amazing smile that that uh, that you know I can see all the way from back there. What's your? Why are you here? Oh, wow, that's cool. Word of mouth. You guys like it's like she was like, hey, I want to do something. And it's Friday, and I know where a bunch of guys hang out and that'll probably smoke us out. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I know a place where I could probably buy acid from a nanny. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, right? Is that why you guys came out? Did you, yeah. What else, like, what else would you have done? Like, if it was, if you didn't come here, what else you do on a Friday for fun, you know? Like, just anything, the, anything, the bar, right? What neighborhood would you like? You like the Mission, you like Oakland. <laughs> I'm sorry? Oh, you say, all right, well, that's that's almost Oakland. Um, <laughs> I live, yeah, I keep talking about Oakland because I live over there, and uh, it's like, I like it, East Oakland. I, I moved here from Cleveland, and um, moving to Oakland uh, help fulfill my dream of moving to California, but staying in Cleveland. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's like a circular irony, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not be so afraid of, uh, talking to women with a microphone from 60 feet where it's technically not harassment. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. You're you guys are good. I don't know why I'm touching my face. Like, I got enough skin problems already, right? That's your, like, don't touch it. Don't pick at it, right? That's all you get is authority figures trying to help you from having chicken pox scars your whole life, you know? It didn't work, right? I don't know. Ah, I had some momentum! I had the momentum! <sighs> it's all the stupid divorce, you guys. I'm just bitter. <laughs> I got married once. Getting married is kind of like falling in love with Princess Leia and waking up with Carrie Fisher, uh, you know? Or in my case, it was like falling in love with Princess Leia and waking up with Mark Hamill. Um, you saw the seventh movie. You understand, right? I met my ex in a bar, much like this one, one of these back alley tiki joints, you know? She, you know, she, she came up to me like all coy, you know, like hiding a herpes blister, right? <laughs> And uh, like she just she just came up. She's like, I try to get fucked by my wrists. You know, will you fuck my wrists? You know, like that. And then she said the most amazing thing. She said the word irregardlessly. And I was like, you are so hot. Irregardlessly, how do you even feed yourself? You are gonna need my help, right? Like, how could a red flag be that much of a woman? Irregardlessly, you guys. Uh, irregardless or regardless too many syllables yeah it's a it's a very it's like a kind of I, I yeah it's one it's okay I just the problem is is that I take you fucking serious because you're paying attention to me that means you support me I want to move in with you and maybe could we get married could we could you want to marry get married you ever get proposed to before 
No, I remember I'm the first guy that ever proposed to you. I promise it's just going to be just like your last boyfriend. I'm going to move in. I'm going to burn all the holes in your furniture and, and quit my job. And I pro- it's going to be great. I promise to uh, leave the seat up even when I take a shit. And it's going to be good. That, that fucking kills, you guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep clapping for Roman Leo. Come on. Yay! I, you know, Ingrid, I think that you should, like, put yourself on eBay right now and be, like, German lady looking for American citizenship. Marriage proposals accepted. Check it out by the size of the ring. The problem is with the comedians, you're going to be getting a lot of tinfoil rings with, like, pieces of sharp glass, like, in the... It's a diamond. I was on acid and I saw it. It's a diamond. (laughs) Don't ever date comedians. But I guess if you could marry one, uh, that'd be a great thing. And Roman Leo already has a past with marriage, so he might be a good one. Just saying. All right, your next next comedian, he might be a new candidate for marriage as well because he's so young. These young kids, they just get married so young. Uh, and well, I think that tonight, actually, the show is actually about Ingrid. We're actually looking. There's only one girl on the show, so it's all these guys. We're going to parade these men up in front of you, and you get to choose the comedian that you might want to potentially marry. We're skewing young on the next section, and you're going to love our next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Mikey J. Starks. Am I worthy enough? Is this is this what you? This is perfect. Black History Month. You get a black man, and I'm the perfect kind of black guy to date because I like people, and that's the best time best type of black dude. To, whatever, man. I don't know. Hey, how's it going, every Mutiny Radio Friday night? How we doing, you guys? Exactly. That's the perfect response for that. Uh, I've been noticing a lot of things. Uh, my friend says Oakland isn't changing that much. I think it is. Like, new gangs are moving in. Like, Crips and Bloods are out, and tech companies are the new gangs. Like, Crips and Bloods are out, Uber and Lyft are in. Like, that's just, this is a new turf war. If you're on 53rd Street, when I'm trying to pick up Leslie from 3rd Street, you're getting fucked up, man, because that's just how it's going down. Uh, that was a killer. Obviously, that was a killer. Oh man. Uh, oh man. This is this is lovely. This is. I could tell I'm the man that you want. This was me and you were destined to uh, have a uh, weird little kids or whatever. That's weird to say. Uh, oh shit. Um, I wasn't ready to go. I didn't even know I was next. That was so cool. But you, know, it's cool. It's cool. This is this is where. This is where comedy happens. This is if you're not under pressure, you're not going on stage, man. If you're not nervous or you know, not ready to I don't know. Uh Joey Avery's here. Give it up for Joey Avery. So now it's time to get into this Joey Avery material I got. Me and Joey Avery go way back. Uh it's my man's uh love that dude. This is so weird. I'm really not ready. And I'm so sorry about that. You guys deserve better. I wish I had A game. I don't. You got B game. B game is just as cool. B stands for black, if you didn't know. It's not because B was the second letter. It was only because I'm black. Uh, 
I like how, as I say black, Martin Luther King is pointing at me with two fingers. That's his seal of approval. He, they drew that picture of him years ago just so for this night he could point at an awkward black dude on stage, y'all. Impeccable fucking timing, you guys. Uh, this guy's looking away from me. Harry Bridges. I don't know who that is because I'm ignorant. Uh, oh, shit. This is so mad. This is crazy. I know I could just read his. I'm, I'm not going to read his bio that's right here. Instead of, oh man, <laughs> I can't read. Fuck it. I gotta. I can't read. Fuck it. I could read his name because it's in bigger and pretty letters, but you know, I can't read that font. That's what it is. I don't fuck with that font. Times New Roman. That's just not my shit. I'm personally a Helvetica kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> it was the only font I know. I don't want to seem like. There's just a rich history of font titles in my head. There isn't. It's Helvetica, Times New Roman, and I think Comic Sans. And, uh, but that's frowned upon in the, <laughs> the graphic designing community. <laughs> People who know they shit don't fuck with, they just don't fuck with Comic Sans. It's an amazing font. Give it up for Comic Sans, everybody. <laughs> Love that font. Use it for everything. Every flyer I've ever made, every Instagram post I've ever made, I've changed the font specifically to Comic Sans for those 17 likes on my page, you guys. I don't do it for me. I do it for you. Uh, every little step I take, every little move I make. Uh, that's right, y'all. Uh, I don't know, Black History Month, I've been getting away with a lot of shit. Uh, I have, you gotta, you gotta take advantage of it. And it's a leap year too, so I get an extra day to fuck with people. <laughs> like, uh, went to the movies for free. It wasn't even a black movie, I saw Deadpool. I could have saw Race, which is about Jesse Owens running and fighting depression, but fuck that, when there's a, <laughs> When there's a white man in a superhero costume that breaks the fourth wall, fuck that. Fuck race. It's about Deadpool. Deadpool is a, he's a realist. Uh, <laughs> a merc with the mouth. Merc with the mouth. Give it up for her. She's bringing in beer, you guys. It's Friday night. Please drink. Drink as much of that shit as you can so my set could be a little bit more funnier. Uh, you sipping <laughs> Sipping lean tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not my shit. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed, and people say weed. Thank you. Thank you. I got some if you need it. There you go. There you go. Uh, I smoke a lot of weed, and people say it affects the memory. But I remember that you told me that, so there you go. <laughs> That's stupid. Uh, I read a lot of comic books, and you know when you when you watch a movie compared to a comic book, you know people always say it's nothing like the book, or you know the book is better. But you learn a lot of shit. One thing I learned: uh, the comic books recently announced on Comic Con, uh, Lex Luthor, 
My man Lex Luthor uh, is getting cornrows. That's the next thing to destroy Superman. It's fucking cornrows. I don't know what's going on with DC Comics, but I, it was the pressure of the movies or whatever. But that's right, y'all. It's cornrows. Cornrows are coming in, and they're taking down the Man of Steel. And that's what Batman versus Superman is really about. It's not about two titans fighting. It's about cornrows and the power that they have on this super strong Kryptonian. You can obviously tell a lot. Of, I smoke a lot of weed because that's the first time you heard cornrows and Kryptonian in the same sentence. Kryptonian cornrows. That's, that's how you braid. That's how you braid Superman's hairs. Kryptonian Afro pick because you got to comb through that. I don't know what this is. Comic Con now, you guys. Fuck it. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh shit. Now it's now it's just black dude breaking shit. Now it's. <laughs> This is the black rant now. Fuck this, y'all. I'm, I'm putting it back together. <laughs> Fuck this, y'all. I'm about to screw this all the way in. Some real G shit. Uh, I just want you to know uh, I love you, and uh, I want you to meet my mom, and uh, she's ready, and I'm ready. And we're all ready to take this to the the next level, me and you. Because it's about that time, me and you. We've been pushing hard. We've been fighting. But, you know, love conquers uh, all kind of shit. Love conquers all kind of shit, y'all. It's the lesson of this is this is the greatest set of my life, you guys. I'm not gonna lie. As hard as I'm sweating and as hard as y'all are looking, this is the greatest set of my life. I'm gonna tell my kids about this. I'm gonna tell our kids about this. We met tonight, February, whatever the date is. And I sweated and you couldn't stand the grease of my sweat and you came to me and you said, lovely man, how you doing? I said, good, and that's how our kids was made. <laughs> sex isn't physical, it's all about words now. If you can be sexy with words, you can be sexy with anything. That's real shit, y'all. And the black community, I bet you didn't know, it was a dude named Memphis Collard and uh, that's what he told me. He said Memphis Collar was a black. I don't know where this set is going, y'all, but it's going, it's going somewhere. I'm really high right now, too. Oh, my God. But it's okay, because we're at Mutiny Radio, and it's Friday night, and uh, there's no new episodes of The Vampire Diaries, so we obviously have nothing else going on in our lives. This black guy knows what I'm talking about. I love you some Vampire Diaries, don't you? You a damn lie. You know you love you some. <laughs> oh shit. I feel so bad. I'm not good with races, man. I'm not, man. Like you ever go up to a Mexican dude, like you sub Mexican dude, and you find out he's an Asian dude. That's happened to everybody. That's not even like a stand-up thing, like a dope, deep joke. You've Went up to a Mexican dude, was like, what's up, Mexican dude? He said, I'm Asian. I do that shit happens, I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, y'all. I think it's about that time for me to go. I'm Mikey J. Starks, y'all. Stay black.
proving again that all non-black people look alike. <laughs> if you're if you're not black, you all look the same. I believe it. I'm confused. I have no idea. I people say I look like um uh Catherine Keener. I get that sometimes. I don't think I look anything like Catherine Keener, but they we have the happy eyes. We have actually I have Asian eyes. My eyes when I smile, they get really tiny and I sort of look strangely Asian. Uh, I actually took a picture with my wonderful boyfriend, Jonathan. He's not in the room right now, but, uh, and a lot of his friends said, is your girlfriend Asian? <laughs> I was like, no, no, she's just a Jew who smiles too much. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's just tiny. I just smile too much. Uh, your next comedian, you guys are going to smile and laugh uh, hysterically at his jokes. He's all the way from Hayward. He's a lovely human being. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Benjamin Lowell. Yay! Yay! Give it up for Pam! Yay! This is exciting. Black History Month. Uh, no, I'm not going to cover that. Uh, so I was, just, I was just standing outside, and this, this fat black dude walks up to me. He says, what's up, Mexican dude? And I was like, yo, I'm Asian. And... Uh, the joke is, I'm not really Asian at all. Uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm hella mixed race, and uh, that's what I, that's what I put on my government papers. I'm just hella mixed race. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm half Fijian. You guys know what Fijian is? No, it's like a, it's a, they're like a strain, not a strain. No, not a strain. Not a, str- they're a, uh, they're a type. They're a type of Pacific Islander from the islands of Fiji. Uh, I don't. People never know what Fiji, where Fiji is or what what it is. I'm just like we're uh, we're less athletic than Jamaicans and uh, dirtier than Haitians. So just that you could use that. Just put that in your mental uh, camera and take a picture. I don't know. How's it going, guys? That's what I was. I just got caught up on race. Because that's such a good movie with with the running and uh, um man is I don't know. I'm I'm stressed out because I ain't shit. And I just realized I ain't shit. You ever just get up here and look at the lights and you're like, damn, I ain't shit. Like, what? What does my existence come to? Like, I had I had goals and dreams back. In, I wanted to do shit with my life. Like, honestly, like I really had. Like when I was a kid, I had goals. Like, Plan A was a NBA player. And I don't know why you're giggling, cause I can still hoop. You can see me outside. I got the J's on. Uh, plan B was rapper. Because I spit hot bars, and everyone knows that. Uh, you can see that outside, too. You know what's up. Uh, plan C was NBA player who rapped in the offseason. And uh, uh, Plan D was stand-up comic. So I made it to Plan D, guys. Yay! Yeah. I can still drop that mixtape, though. You know? Like, I can still make it in the rap game, I think. I don't know. I don't want to be a struggle rapper. That's what I'm afraid of. You guys know struggle rappers are, right? No? Any idea? You guys ever go to a gas station and there's some dude outside? He's like, hey, take this CD. I'm trying to keep real music alive. And you, uh, and you, yeah, you guys know exactly who that is. There's one at every gas station. There's one at every pump at every gas station. It just depends what gas station you're at. But, uh, and you, you, you're like, is it free? And he's like, it doesn't have to be. And he's like, I'm like, do you want me to buy the CD or not? He's like, do what you can, man, but I'll be out here all day if you listen to it and come back with five. That's cool, too. Uh, and you listen to it, and it's uh, it's just trash. It's all trash. It's terrible music. 
They made the beat on Windows Movie Maker. It's just all bad. It's just. It's just. It's not even their voice recorded. It's Siri's voice. They just they just wanted Siri to say it back, and they recorded that. Uh, I don't. It's just. I don't know, man. It's. And so at least like at Mike, like I go to Mike's, but I don't go to Mike's like in Oakland like I used to. I used to, be, I used to go to Oakland Mike's all the time. And at the mix open Mike's, there'd be a lot of struggle rappers there ready to perform their hit singles and whatnot. Uh, I was at a one, I was at a mic in San Leandro. This is lightweight Oakland and uh, kind of Oakland, but not really Oakland. It was at a Jamaican restaurant and uh, it's called Sweet Fingers. And uh, <laughs> uh no one even called it sweet thing. That's just that's I just put my spin on it, which doesn't sound good at all. Would you eat at a place called Sweet Thing? It don't sound right. That's not even a Jamaican accent. I don't know. I don't even know what I was going for with that. No, but I was at that mic at Sweet Fingers, and uh, there was a there was a group of like a whole pack of struggle rappers, like a team of struggle rappers. You know, you know, you want to make it in this rap game you got to roll with the crew so you're not as vulnerable when you're handing out cds and uh <laughs> they perform they they approach the mic and they perform their hit single uh and i'll perform it for you now it was a uh, sing along if you know the lyrics it's on itunes uh it went it went uh we got all the money and the bitches and the cars we got all the cars money bitches we got all the bitches, cars, and money. Uh-huh. They was catching their breath. And then, uh, look outside. What do we got? Whole bunch of cars. What's the sound of them cars? Whole bunch of bitches. And what the bitches got? Money. Thank you. I'm out. And that was it. And then, uh, they all walked outside, and they hopped on bus. Because they... they Cause they weren't spitting facts, guys. <laughs> the lies. Yeah. I don't know. The internet has made struggle rap a, a big phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. I don't know. I don't know. You ever see? If you haven't met a struggle rapper in person, you for sure have met one on Twitter. Uh, if you're like, hey man, this Adele song is really good, you tweet that out, and some dude's Twitter name is like at Lil Young Big, uh, and he. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck. And. Uh, God damn it, little young big, look what you did. And uh, he's like, hey, you like Adele? Well, you're going to love this. And they send you a SoundCloud link. And it uh, doesn't sound like Adele at all. It's trash. It's trash. It's just pretty much Money Bitches and Cars again. Just re remixed, chopped and screwed, slowed down. Uh, I don't know. I do not know. I don't, I've been, it's been a busy day. Uh, I, had, I ate a weed brownie last night when I got home. And... Uh, Cause, cause Mikey J said like it was a week, uh, it was weak, and uh, and but he got hot. I don't know who fuck Nate Payne is. Yeah, yeah, nah, it ain't weak cause I had a fucking seizure. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm still a little high because like it, my grandma said my grandma my grandma walked in my room and uh, I saw her later today. And she said, and she she said, oh, you weren't feeling good this morning, were you? I'm like, did I talk to you this morning? And uh, she was like, well, I walked in your room and you were asleep like this. And I was, I was like, I was like, like, like in fetal position. Like she's like, imagine fetal position, but like unrolled, but just, just as sad, you know, just like that. I'm like, damn, grandma, I was overdosing. Like, why couldn't you help me? Induce the vomit. Fuck. Uh, 
I don't know. Last time I was here, I uh, performed for like three people, and uh, some lady just gave me a piece of chicken while I was on stage, and I was really hoping she she was back. I was really because ho- I wouldn't. No, 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 no. I was gonna give her a piece of chicken because there's chicken here now. That's some good ass food for real. Like that's some good ass. Give it up for the free food. Yeah, it's lit. Uh, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, guys. Been at work. I got to work late because I was still high on that brownie. Like I was just, it was all. It left me fucked up for the whole day. Like I was, uh, I work at a pizza place. Uh, Straw Hat, Straw Hat Pizza. You guys know Straw Hat Pizza. It was pretty popular in the '90s. They all went bankrupt. But uh, there's like one location left. I work at that one. And uh, I'm a pizza delivery driver because they don't like me touching the food because I'm I'm dirty. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it gets deep. Uh, it's a really competitive job though. Like I've I've seen other delivery drivers and we like get into funks and quarrels and what. Like I was I was delivering deliver to an apartment complex, and on my way out of the apartment complex, I saw a dude in a Pizza Hut uniform. He was also dropping off a pizza. And this is my first time seeing another driver in the field. I'm really excited. I'm a nice guy. So I. I, I Get it, get at a good distance, and I square them up, and I'm like, "Hey, man, we are delivery brothers. Represent." And I put up my delivery bag, like we're supposed to be in unison, like we're one cause, still trying to get pieces to these hoes and whatnot. And uh, he said, "Hey, homie, fuck you." And I said, "I said, <laughs> I said what? Why, why are you so mean?" He said, fuck you, and fuck Straw Hat Pizza, and fuck your dirty-ass Lexus. And he pointed at the dirty-ass. It's not a new Lexus. It's like old and beat up. It's a delivery car. And I was like, why are you so mean, man? And he's like, I just don't fuck with you straight up. You don't carry ranch in your pocket. He pulled hella ranch out of his pocket, and there's no no climax, no punchline to that joke. I'm just like, yo, man, that's not a good way to store ranch. It's dairy-based, buttermilk. Might go bad. Might want to keep that refrigerated till you give it to the customer. And I hopped in the car and went back to Straw Hat. It's uh, the way it worked. I used to have comedy shows there. When I first started working there, they're like, hey, this, you know, you know, the manager was like, you know, Ben does comedy. And I was like, I told you that in, in, in confidence. I didn't know you were going to tell all the other. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know. Uh, and it's because you during the interview, you said, hey, do you do comedy? I was like, yeah, well, I guess. And uh, thank you. And uh, I used to have comedy shows there. Uh, I used to make fake tweets to get people to come out to the shows, like fake celebrity tweets. Uh, <laughs> it, it really happened. Um uh, Drake is a big deal in, in Hayward, uh, and uh, so I I made a fake tweet saying it was from Drake's account. Well, it looked like it was from Drake's account because, you know, I'm good with my shit. But uh, he said, hey, Hayward, I'm going to be a straw hat pizza for that comedy showcase at 8 p.m. Hashtag views from the six. Hashtag we out here in the bay. Hashtag Hayward. Hashtag pizza show. <laughs> And hella people came to see Drake at the, yeah. It was terrible. Like, we had people calling the restaurant, like, hey, is Drake really, is Drake really on his way? I'm on my way from Modesto. Like, no. Like, I felt, like, there's, like, car, like, cars full of women came to the show. And, and I was like, I was like, wow, someone said Drake was going to be here? I have no idea. And then, but then my, Mikey J was like, yeah, he's the headliner. He'll be here later. So they sat through the whole show. <laughs> and we just, it wasn't the head. Who was the, I forgot who the, Charles Kelly was the headliner or some shit. But it was just, yeah, that was a, that was a fucked up show. I'm glad I stopped doing that show. Like, that show was rough. I just forgot. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's the same place where kids have birthday parties. And so 
you got someone yelling about pussy and then the kid's like mom the ticket machine ate all my quarters and it's just it is awkward it's just all awkward in there uh i don't know guys uh i was planning this show with my friend and my com my comedian fuck this this mic stand is off uh well, I just cut all the momentum anyway, so it don't even matter really now. Uh, <laughs> are we still here? Can you hear me? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so when I'm like 20 years old, and so like I lost all my friends when I started doing comedy because no one really wants to hang out with you. Look what you're doing on a Friday night. The fuck? And not, uh, you stood yeah, I stood for just being a fuck up and not really <laughs> doing anything with my life. I stood, I stood away from my mom's dreams and goals and ambitions, but uh, I fucking. I lost like all my friends except for my comedian friends and then like the few friends that just want to be funny to impress me. Like that's what I do for a living. Like I do this for a living. No, I work at a fucking pizza place. What are you doing? And uh, I was planning the first Straw Hat show and I was planning with my non-comedian friends and my comedian friends and the non-comedian friends will try to be funny to like win you over like to really just uh, like he's going to like me. They want they want my approval. And so my my comedian friend, he was like, yeah, he was Mikey J actually. Hey, Mikey J, how you doing? And uh, he was like, he was like, yo, man, you should tell hella jokes about pizza. And I was like, I was like, nah, that'd be way too cheesy. And, uh, yeah, I know. And then, uh, but he came back. He's like, nah, man, it's all about the delivery. And there we go. That's, that's it. And then my non-comedian friend came in and said, yo, that's mozzarella hella funny. What? Huh? Can I get on stage tonight? I'm like, no, thank you, Daniel. You can leave. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'll leave you with this. It's really easy. Be the crackhead or rock, paper, scissors, because all they pick is rock. Yeah, give it up for Pam. <laughs> Things happening. He was talking earlier about uh, those uh, pot cookies that made him have a problem. And I'd like to, um, uh, hey, uh, Jason, you're not up next, but uh, this microphone is such a problem. But you're not up next, but would you like the, this is, I ate half of it. Would you like the other half of the cookie? You don't do pot. You're not up next. I was going to offer it to you because you're a guest from Magic. Your lovely compatriot? Are you sure? Okay. This was the. This is the other half of a cookie. I only ate one half of the cookie tonight because I'm not a crazy bitch. I I listened to the instructions and I only ate half. How is is there an audience member who someone who paid tonight who wants to eat half a pot <laughs> pot cookie? Ladies in the back. You don't eat pot cookies? You're afraid? Crazy. Your uncle and aunt gave 20 bucks. You get to eat it, Stefan Massey. Yes, you do, because you're, because you're, you're, your people, your people are rich. He's, look at his jacket. Your people. Yes. <laughs> your white people love you, too. Uh, your next comedian, he is also very white. He is one of our, our people. No, I don't. I don't know how to. I am. I'm. I try not to be the Vegas racist. I, I'm not a racist. I just grew up in America in the 70s and 80s, so it's not my fault that my dad called people those words. Uh, your next comedian is a very funny guy. You guys are gonna love him tremendously. I'm just gonna move this. I'm trying to be surreptitious about moving this. Don't remove the veil. I'm sorry, you guys. Terrible. I'm being a horrible host right now, but your next comedian is going to be so awesome, you aren't even going to know how to deal with yourselves. Put your hands together. It's Joey Avery. Yeah. 
I'm white as fuck. Let's go. <laughs> Why is it racist to say that I'm white? I feel like that wasn't even vaguely racist at all. That was just a descriptor, right? It's not like you were like, your next black comic. It feels a little different, doesn't it? Ed, Ed you're Hispanic? Yep. Half? 100%. You're very tan. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sexy? That's not a synonym. <laughs> to each his own. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. It's funny to judge people. Uh, <laughs> it is, right? Everyone does it. Like, Ben, I Ben, honestly, the first, like, five times I met you, I was like, I swear to God, I know that guy. I was like, I know that kid. And then I realized that I didn't know you, but you looked like 15 different people that I played Little League with. You know, like he looked like all the kids that had juice stains and bad ideas. You know, they're like, yo, let's just go throw rocks at the fucking train right now. Yeah, you were. That was you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I know what it is. Growing up as like a smaller kid, you're like, we got to cause some fucking mayhem. All right. Otherwise, no one's going to respect us. And you're smaller than me, so you probably caused a lot more mayhem. I feel like that's how that shit works. I like that. <laughs> that little young pig joke is awesome. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, where did all the Lils go? I feel like the Lil has like died out of of rap vernacular. There used to be like Lil, Lil Wayne, Lil Romeo, Lil, Lil Bow Wow. What happened to Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo? I was a fan. <laughs> They're gone. They've creating no more content. I can't find the Lils anywhere. Lil, that's true, but it's kind of like referential. He's like, you know what I mean? It's like a, she's looking at me like you don't know what I mean. It's ref because he's like he's a kind of a joke rapper. It's like leave it to a white guy to show up five years after something died and be like, would it be ironic if I just use this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So hopefully people don't take me too seriously. That would be horrible. Um, I actually, my first screen name that I ever had, a little bit of disclosure, was Lil Babe Magnet 50. That's just a fact of my life. I was in fifth grade, and I was already a little douchebag, um, which is good. That would have been a way cooler screen name, Lil Douchebag. Um I was a douchebag. I used to have the greatest comeback. If anyone called me a douche, I'd be like, yeah, because I'm always in vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. It's kind of clever, I feel like. It's not, you know, becoming of me as an adult, but I still feel like it's pretty clever. Um, okay, we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, was it? I had, I've had, I'm having a good day. I went, I went back to the gym today for the first time in a long time. Feels good. I forget about how good it feels, but every time I go to the gym, I realize, like, I kind of have body image issues. Not, like, in an actual way, because, like, I don't have any, like, I have a very reasonable, but I'm a very reasonably built human, you know? Like, I have nothing that's going to blow you away, but it's like, I feel like I'm, if I was a car, I'd be kind of like a Ford Mustang. It's like sporting, yet affordable, you know? Like, it's a reasonable, it's a, <laughs> actually, wait, Roman, what type of car do you think I drive? It's not bad. <laughs> Ed, what do you think? Probably Honda Civic. Honda Civic? That's reasonable. Pam? Show us your tits. 
Show. Oh, you want? No. Wait, that's not a. It's the new Kia. Uh, uh, no one else knows me well enough to make an educate. Uh, yeah, Aaron, give us a shot. Okay, apparently I'm into Asian cars. <laughs> Everyone's got a consistent theme. Yeah, that's actually the trick question. I do drive a Ford Mustang. So there you go. Sometimes you are your own vessel. All right? Yeah. Fuck you guys. I It's way too, like, one of those, like, you're being your meme, you know? Like, don't be so aggressively yourself, but... It is. It's like st- it's not like the sporty like V. It's just like a stock Mustang. You know what I mean? It's like it looks pretty nice from the outside. It's not gonna blow you away, but it'll get the job done. Um, anyway, what was my? Oh yeah. <laughs> so the only reason that I feel like it's it's like body image issues because I could in one morning be like, ugh, I'd look like shit. And then if I work out once, even if it's the first time I've worked out in like two months, that night I'll be in the mirror like fucking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it feels really good. And that's what concerns me because I feel like as a 65-year-old, I'm going to be a fucking creep, you know? I'll work out five times in a year, but those five days I will show up with my disgusting paunch at the beach in a Speedo walking around like fucking, yeah, <laughs> we got it. We worked out today. We're ready to fuck. Uh <laughs> Which is not a cool thing for a 65-year-old to say. <laughs> I worry about being a creepy old man because I feel like most of the old guys I know, like, I'll hang out with them long enough, they'll have one too many drinks, and I'm like, that was disgusting. <laughs> you shouldn't say that about your friend's daughter. You know, like, they make inappropriate jokes. Old men, they do. It's very strange. I don't <laughs> It's, it's, it, I mean, it has to be a weird thing because you get to be 65, 70, you're still sitting on the same bus and your body's still wired to like, oh, that 25 year old looks great, you know? So you're checking her out, but within your vessel, it's fucking disgusting. No one wants to see a 70 year old eyeballing someone in their 20s. It's gross. But if you're 75, even more, you're like, she's precious. <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't tasted something like that in years. Um, hope that's not what I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, how do you avoid that? Is there a number of what's happening, dude? Do you like to fuck? Theoretically. <laughs> that was a fucking zinger. That was nice. Self-zing, for sure, for sure, but zinger nonetheless. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't end up creepy. I think I'll figure it out. I think you can ride the wave. You just have to read a lot, stretch. If you do those two things, I think you're fine. Um, <laughs> what else? I, I did. Uh, I think. I think Ben was talking about it as well. I think most comedians. It's like comedy is a really cool thing. When you find it, you're like, this is great. This is exactly what I want to do. But it's never your like first idea. You know, like I definitely, it's never, no one like, it's a five-year-old is like, man, those guys are fucking cool. That, that old Jewish man talking with the belly, that's who I would like to be when I grow up. Um, I'm like a lot of you, I thought I was going to play sports. And there's a lot of sports that I actually miss with comedy. Because sports, you get to like actually celebrate something. You know, that's 
totally missing from comedy. You could have a perfect set. You could fucking smash. And then every comedian I know gets off stage and they're like, I messed a word up. <laughs> you know? There's just, there's no fucking, there's no orgasm with this. The whole thing is just work. Uh, <laughs> With football, that was all I ever wanted to do. I was like, oh, man, maybe, like, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, maybe I'll grow up and be a football player. So I'd, like, practice with my brother. We'd put on, like, eye black and fucking chains and shit. We'd, like, literally, I'd, like, catch a pass, and I'd be fucking throwing down, like, celebrations and shit. It was all that I ever wanted to do. And I played Pop Warner for a week, and I was like, yo, fuck football. That shit hurts. I realized that my whole life I thought I wanted to be a football player. I just really wanted to be a dancer. That was the whole thing. I wanted to be a dancer. I wanted to wear like a uniform with a sparkling helmet, you know? Run out of a tunnel and just fucking get people jacked up. It's all that I ever really wanted. Which is why it bums me out when I watch football and they penalize people for dancing. I'm like, what the fuck? That's why you play the game. The fact that anybody in that fucking concussion bloodbath of a sport even wants to dance at all is a triumph of the human spirit to be celebrated, not penalized, right? It breaks my fucking heart, especially because dancing is like actually good for you. Like it's the only exercise that's been proven to help combat Alzheimer's, which by the way is probably the mo most important exercise for you if you play in the NFL. Um, just a fact, sad fact, okay. I mean, if I'd have to kind of score a touchdown and then just fucking emo- Or first down. The first down dance is my favorite when they do that fucking, like... Yeah! That's the fucking dopest thing in sports. So where are we going? We're moving forward, baby. Let's fucking go. Eyes on the prize. That's all. You don't even have to flare that up, you know? They do get too involved. They have to use props. Just keep it simple. Just fucking do one of these fucking... Oh, how about that? Suck my dick, America. That's how I would feel. That is, woo, yeah. That is, really, I would be a fucking asshole if I played football. I totally would. Like, the only reason I'm a nice person is because life has humbled me, like, a little bit. You know? Like, if I was just running people over and that's what I was rewarded for, yeah, I'd be a piece of shit. It's, it's people get mad at these people for hitting women. It's like, what'd you expect? They've hit their way through their whole life. You think they're gonna put up with her shit? It's not okay. It's definitely not okay. But it's how we've trained them. That's the problem. We've conditioned them. It's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, I did not think I was gonna play football. I thought I was gonna be a baseball player. That was my whole plan. And then that didn't work out. And before I found comedy, my life was a string of really weird half-baked ideas. Like, after I got cut, I was looking for all these, like, I thought I was going to play in college. I was looking for all these avenues of, like, how am I going to fucking do something awesome? I need to do something awesome. I need to figure it out. And the Winter Olympics were on. And I decided, I'm going to be an Olympian. <laughs> because I was watching curling, and I was like, I can fucking do that. Like, I can figure that shit out. That was my new dream. I was going to be a curler. 
And my whole plan back to the football, I was going to bring dancing into curling. And I thought that maybe that would put the sport on the world map for once. If I could just get like some fucking bleach blonde hair and start smoking cigarettes and fucking just shh, just fucking sweeping that shit. Fucking doing celebrations. Which is weird because it's like I was at a, a like a, a a good university with a chance to have like a regular normal life, and I was daydreaming about basically becoming the Guy Fieri of curling. That was my whole plan. Hey, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Pot a beret across that curling court. Just like slide right across. Joey Avery, yay! Yay, 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 Joey Avery, yay! Love that his name sounds like yay. Our next comedian is from Chicago, Illinois. Holy fuck! He is here from a long way. And you guys, you've never heard his jokes before, so they're gonna be all hilarious. And you're gonna love him up and you're gonna clap right now like you've never clapped before. Slap your meat paws together. It's Jason Melton! Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you, Pam. I'm happy to be here on the show and stuff. I, uh, it, during the introduction, I got the impression that you already don't like me. That's, no one clapped for Chicago, which I guess is all right. But I, it is different, a different place. I'm, I'm, for all the shootings we have, I'm a little bit more afraid of this place, you know? I, it, like, San Francisco is weird. Like, uh, like I heard you were a PC, but this show has, like, an in-house blogger, just in case, over here. Like, <laughs> I don't know if somebody's going to make, he's <laughs> got his ears tuned for any R jokes, you know, as, okay. <laughs> I'm Jason. I, I, I'm happy to be here, you know. I'm a, I'm a little into this, yeah? Are you? <laughs> it's a very weird place we're in. I didn't know what to expect. I'll say about myself. I've been, uh, the winters past, Chicago's winters are rough. I went through a, a very brutal seasonal depression this year. I don't know if you guys, many comics are here. They probably have depression. Why else? Would you be here? And uh, but I yeah I don't know if you get sad. I if you ever put yeah you know you get sad like me maybe. No. <laughs> you ever put on a red shirt and go to Target just to feel like you're a part of something? You know like like I'll show you where the socks are. Let me in. You know. Uh, let me in. That's like retail therapy. That's what you do to try and get through it. Like you, if you ever wake up in the aisle of a Target thinking about buying a three-pack of cutting boards even though you only have leftover soy sauce in your fridge. Like, yeah, I'm going to chop that shit up, baby. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And no girlfriend. And I think it's okay, man. No more girlfriends for me, I think. They don't want me. I don't want them, all right? huh? It's a new year, huh? Besides, what do you want a girlfriend for to tell you what to do? You know, girlfriends, they're always like, don't come yet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Sons of Anarchy tattoo. I come whenever I want, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Girlfriends, you don't have to come. You don't have to have sex. I haven't had sex in a while. I feel pressure though, like after three months, I feel like I could hear my dad's voice in the wind, like maybe you're gay. And, uh, but I, I don't think you need to have sex, you know? Like to me, sex is like a steak. It's delicious, it's, it's good, it's expensive. And uh, <laughs> masturbation is like a, Masturbation is like a hamburger, you know? And I think it's perfectly okay if on a given day you would rather have a hamburger than a steak, you know? Like today, I had eight hamburgers. Okay. Is it the 
the, that joke usually works better, but the moving, you know, right? I do. I, I like girls, you know, you know, I, I can get them, you know, Ryan Gosling chin nose. Yeah. Uh, I, th I can get that. It's easy. It's evolution. You know, you just got to you got to be healthy, you know, work yoga into conversation. Wear a T-shirt that says vitamins, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, how, you get, that's how you get laid, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. One time I was getting about to get laid. I was on this girl's couch. We were having wine. It's very, we, I really liked her. We had nothing in common, but she's very rich. Had heated floors. <laughs> and uh, having some wine. And she said... Do you have any sexual proclivities? And I was like, what's a proclivity? <laughs> so, Jason, what's your greatest fantasy? And I was like, I want to do painkillers in outer space, you know? <laughs> it's like, so I feel like I don't even have a body and I can explore the self. And then I fucked her so dirty, I don't know, whatever. Put my dick all the way inside, you know? Then I dragged it out and put it in again, yeah. <laughs> What's my type, you wanna know? Okay, I like a tall, confident girl, you know? Like, uh, like how your mom was when you were a little kid, yeah? It's, it's like a, a lady I could follow around the grocery store, maybe, you know? Sometimes I'll catcall a WNBA player I'd be like, pick me up, my feet hurt. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> There's some, I just have some jokes I like to tell here. These are not all good. We'll see how it goes, okay? I, uh, I like to play, this is a millennial joke, okay? <laughs> I, I've come from a board game family. I like to play Scrabble, especially, with my mom. Yeah. But she's so unhip, she didn't, she didn't realize that corn is spelled with a backwards R. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> you get to criti criticize my mom? <laughs> Doesn't it suck like um, when a girl says just the tip, but you cut the tip of your dick off? <laughs> not, that, not that good. Not that good. I told you, man. I don't like to have sex with a condom, you know? Like with no girl just fucking a condom? That sucks. <laughs> is it not all good? I've got, this is the worst one maybe. <laughs> all right. I, I, like to, I like to build momentum downward, you know? It's gonna get worse. I, uh, I have an old soul. I'm an, I have an old soul. But I'm also young at heart, you know? My soul is always asking my heart, what's a selfie? <laughs> the other day, the other day, the other day I was getting out my deodorant and I was undoing it and the whole bar came out and fell on the floor. It's like, what am I going to eat now, huh? I wrote this joke in a dream for real. I think it's good though, so let's see. I, I want to have kids. The main reason why is so I can get discounted movie tickets. I know this guy down by the theater. He says if I give him a kid, he'll give me discounted movie tickets. <laughs> uh, 
I, I've never sent it. I've never sent a dick pic. Have you ever sent one? I've done. I've never sent one. I, I feel like I don't know many other dudes who have, who, you know, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to set this up. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never sent one. I think I want to wait. I want my first one to be special, you know? Here's what I'm thinking. Maybe two dicks in it, okay? <laughs> How am I going to get them? And they're in a Chinese finger trap, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm going to text it to 911, like, help, how do we get out? <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Here's the thing. Okay. All right. It's been so joke-heavy, I don't know if I could tell a story, but I'll try, all right? I worked for an emergency room for a, a while emergency room. I was a doctor. No, I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> it's not a doctor. Grotesque surgeries I did in my basement and they disbarred me. <laughs> I don't know anything about doctors. I, uh, I was not. I was a registration person and, and I would be like in the first line of people when you came to the ER, I would see you. So I'd see people at their worst, you know, when they're coming in. I saw like this guy tried to chop off his own head with a chainsaw, which is like super metal, you know, like <laughs> It was badass, yeah. I say, well, let's get an album cover going. And uh, also, also, one time this lady came in with a, oh, I don't know how to explain it, like a long eye, like it was coming out of her head, you know? It was like the abyss, like she could see around corners. And she came and sat down, and the big thing in the ER is no judgment. Like, you can't judge people no matter their race, sex, you know, poverty, and all that blah, blah, blah. And uh, or injury, you know, because sometimes people would come in with like like stuff in their butt and all that, you know. So this lady sits down in the chair, and I have to kind of go through the same list of questions that I have to ask everybody, and they're kind of you know whatever. And I'm like, okay, what brings you in today? You know. (laughs) And she said, my son has a fever. And he was over there, and I was like, I guess we'll never talk about your eye, huh? Okay, all right. There are mysteries in the universe, huh? (laughs) Mysteries. One time I I was working in the ER, and this fella came in. He had slipped and and fallen into his shower and just burned and got these giant blisters, totally distorting all his white power tattoos all over his chest, which, you know... It's good to see somebody still stands for something nowadays. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. Racism's bad, of course. Blah blah. I know. And uh, and what was interesting in this situation is he had his nurse was black, this guy named Martin, who was black. He was also gay. I could tell by looking at him that he was black more than he was gay by looking at him, but it was both. And. Uh, and, uh, the, and it's that same thing I was talking about earlier, no judgment. I think it's kind of beautiful here because the racist guy, he got no judgment and he got treated by this black guy and he, had, he left and I feel like that has to change the shape of his racism a little bit, you know? He, he, now he's be like, I hate black people except for Martin. That guy was nice, you know? <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't like water. He likes honeydew probably. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening to me. Thank you very much. San Diego is really cool. I'm happy to be here. Give it up for your host, Pam. Jason Melton all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Keep clapping for him all the way. Yeah.
we have these amazing guest people that show up. It's an incredible thing. I'm super excited about it. We also have people who are here all the time, <laughs> like our next comedian, who is amazing. And uh, if you guys haven't checked out uh, the newest, the third one just came out, Pete and Poji. If you haven't watched the videos online and if you haven't been listening to Radiation Island, I don't know what you're doing with your fucking lives. But it's really, really great. It's a great podcast called Radiation Island. He's going to make you laugh right now, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for Steve Poji. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I come to you tonight with some exciting news. Uh, I don't know if you heard this, but they restored the 1977 Star Wars edition, 35 millimeter, and you can go on a torrent site and download it. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to find it. However, I did find out that they made a Star Wars themed porn movie, and it is fucking amazing. I can, first of all, George Lucas, he'll just let you use the ships. Whatever you want to put in anything, go ahead. We don't give a fuck. So this stuff is like pretty high quality, authentic. And it like builds and it's got all this action and shit. You're like, oh my God. Like, like I sometimes forget that porn used to have storylines involved. Because now it's usually just, you just watch like a tube clip. Like some, you know, German guy spitting in someone's asshole or something. Right? You watch a porn with a storyline. Everyone's really happy to be there. It's like, this is fucking insane. Right, but there's nothing funnier than when Darth Vader whips out his big black dick, just fucking. And you could tell nobody really read Star Wars because the first thing he does is fuck Princess Leia. Like that's not, that does not work out in the long run. Spoiler alert. Uh, but it was it was hysterical because he's got this big black circumcised dick. It was like there was two Darth Vaders. Right, no lightsabers, two Darth Vaders. The scene when Chewbacca fucked, though, was pretty, pretty horrible. Uh, that sticks with you. Just a man in a dog costume with his fucking dick hanging out. And it's not a normal dog dick. That's, I mean, a little makeup, little special effects. It was horrible. He was wearing a hairy costume. There's a lot of fluids in porn. Started to get matted down. The girl's riding him. That, the hair's sticking to her ass. You're like, okay, guys, let's edit, edit. Get some baby powder on Chewbacca, please. It's going to start clumping up on us. That's the last thing you want is a matted Wookiee around his groin regions. Uh, but uh, sadly, they just called it Star Wars XXX, and it's like, fuck, dude. Imagine if you had the opportunity to name a Star Wars porn flick. They're so much better. Like even Star Pussy, right? Let's start off strong. Move on. The Empire comes on her back. Like we we could... Star Wars X, that's a sign that the person in charge of making the title was not on cocaine. There was no creativity. Uh, so that's my first. Second thing, uh, the whole we can throw bagels at Paul. Uh, I made that up. I started that rumor. I'm a strong campaign. Uh, I think, I honest to God, let's get together this time next year. And uh, we'll just fucking, you know, chuck some pastries at our friend. Just to just let's just we gotta keep it quiet so he doesn't hear about it. He doesn't listen to this thing. He's not gonna he's not gonna get involved. <laughs> I talked to my mom today. I'm very honest with my mom. I curse with my mom. Right? I'll be like, dude, these fucking assholes. Like this is crazy, right? And uh she's she's fine with it, but sometimes she tries to like talk in my language to like, you know, get on my level. 
you know, come out. So she was talking to me. She was like, when was the last time you went to the dentist? I was like, ah, it's been a while. She's like, you need to go get your teeth cleaned. I'm like, yeah, I do. She's like, that's what's up. I'm like, no, that is, that is not what's up. But I understand you're trying to hit home a point, so I'll take it. Um, you know, in, in your career, you have like lofty goals. And then as you age, you kind of just settle down, down. Like it was like, I want to write for a TV show. Well, I want to write on someone's TV show. Right, I want all write late night jokes. I'll do commercials. I'll do a jiggle. Now I just I just I'm down to Star Wars porn and strains of weed. That's I want to name strains of weed. That's a Cobra Spit. Wouldn't that be an enticing name for some weed? Right, fluffy nutter cakes or something. I could get fucking all day with this shit. R2 does her. I mean, it doesn't end. There's no off switch with this. This is greatness with no medium. That's where my life's headed. I had to text message my jokes to somebody because I couldn't remember what I wanted to talk down. <laughs> Throw donuts at Paul. We wrote it down. Um, I work for an app company uh, when I'm not doing comedic adventures or I need to pay for shit. Uh, you know, like hoodies. It's San Francisco. You got to have a hoodie. Um, fuck, I forgot my line. Hold on a second. Let me get back to uh Oh, yeah. I work for an app company, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about this delicately because I want to bitch about it, but I don't know if they have some troll that like hunts around, like what are they saying about you know the company, what are they doing Because I don't know anything about this, this is a nameless, faceless organization, right, it's just a symbol that they give us, that's what it is, it's just like an onion, right, we're just a team onion, get out there and be all the onion you can be, right. I don't. If I had to pick out my boss out of a lineup, couldn't do it. I don't know who his superior is. I see other idiots looking at their phone. I assume they're doing the same shit as me. And like the shit that they try to pull is just insulting as a grown man. Like when it gets busy, a little icon will pop up with a little beehive, and it'll have bees whirling around it, right? And it'll be like, "We're busy. Can you pick up some shifts?" Like, no, no, I cannot. All right, I work for money, not bees. It's fine. They grade you with like faces. You do a good job, you get a green happy face. Like, all right, partner. If you do bad, you get a red frowny face. Who are you? Why did you work here? (laughs) And if you're kind of in between, you get a blank yellow face. I pride myself on having blank yellow faces and just a... You did some good things, you did some bad things. This is where we're at. (laughs) So far as the app has changed and developed, all I've really done is lost money and had to do more shit. And uh, it, it sucks, but one of the new features that they had for a very brief time is they would text you through the app if you wanted to pick up a shift. They're like, hey, you wanna pick up one hour or two hours? And it'd be like, would you accept this shift proposal? Or do you reject this shift proposal? And when you hit the reject, it goes, thank you for rejecting this shift proposal. (laughs) I took a screenshot of it. I want to get it framed. Like, it was the most happy. I've never been so happy to let somebody down before. Like, no, I will not assist in the overall goal of the company. (laughs) I reject this proposal. 
that's my life now. <laughs> Shopping for groceries. One time, I, was, I had a grocery order to Safeway, and it was 12 bottles of champagne and like a pack of gum, right? So I get it all in plastic bags, which is dangerous with bottles like that. They can shoot through the bottom. It's a whole fucking mess, right? You got to hold tight, you know, keep it steady. And it's this little, one of those houses where there's like the gate, and then you go up to the other level. And I ring the doorbell, and they're like, come on up, right? And the door buzzes open, I go up. And I'm in a good mood. I'm like, oh, you guys ready to party? They're like, yeah, come on in. And I walk in, and it's eight dudes in their underwear, like tidy whities <laughs> wearing bow ties with like slicked up hair and shit, like spiked up. And I'm just like, oh, hey, uh, you know, groceries. <laughs> Like, you guys aren't going to hurt me, are you? <laughs> like, is this a setup? Are you guys filming a Star Wars porn? I got some ideas. All right, I got a few ideas. Are you stormtroopers? I believe it. I believe it. Right? So I'm just like, oh, fuck. But it was at this time where, like, I was fresh. Like, I hadn't lived in San Francisco for that long. So it was like, it was still like, like, how do I not offend them? Like, I don't want to do, you know, eyes up, Stephen. Eyes up. Don't insult the gentleman. Don't look at his package. Right? You came for a tip, you're not getting all of them. <laughs> Just panicking. It's a bunch of men in your underwear. You don't expect that test every day, right? A bunch of good looking fellas, right? They're fucking all strapped, right? I'm all fat and puffy holding champagne. Yeah. I'm the turd in the punch bowl. Of course, so I think they're like, oh, well, sorry, yeah, no, here, I, I'm Ryan McKenzie or whatever his name was. I'll take the order. I'm like, yeah, but it's alcohol, so I need an ID. And I'm guessing you're not carrying it in your underwear, are you? <laughs> no, I'll go ahead and wait here. So sure enough, he's searching around for underwear. He's, he's taking so long. I'm like, dude, is he like trying to play a prank on me with my Midwestern roots? Is he trying to be like, you know, hey, you know, look at the straight guy, right? <laughs> like, is this a challenge, bro? I'll get in my fucking underwear too. <laughs> like, you think I won't? I got yellow faces, son. I don't give a shit about this place. I'll take a red face. You want to fucking? <laughs> Came out with like a passport or something, right? I signed it. I was all right, guys. You know, enjoy yourself. <laughs> I've had horrible things. One time, this lady's dog tried to attack me, or at least I thought it was going to. So I had to kick this dog in the face to fight for my survival. Turns out he may have just trying to been smelling me. It's not my fault, he's an aggressive smeller. <laughs> All right, I've never experienced that. Normally, you know, dogs don't have their teeth out when they're coming to smell you. I got a citation for it, got a mark. I, um, welcome, welcome. I stand strong on the throw bagels at Paul thing. I'm not letting that go. I just want to be clear about that. Um, I feel like he'd be, all right, you know what? I can't explain it. It's just uh, it's this feeling I have. Thank you for that. Come on, Zeus. No thunder. I was aiming for you. Look, we can change the bagel target at any time, sir. I am leading a coalition of bagel resistance freedom fighters, and we got supplies dropped off. You can't laugh after your own lame impression. And you spun around three times before you sat down. What are you, a voodoo hex? 
out to lunch. That's a red face for you, sir. All right. Is Pam here? I think I did everything I want to do. No? Is she? she not? Who's next? I'll read off the next comic. There's Pamela. <laughs> Steve Poggi's done. Sorry. I'm being a terrible host tonight, you guys. I'm a terrible person. Steve Poggi's a great person. Yay! Yay, great person, Steve Poggi. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dick, because I'm, I'm like actually hanging out tonight and having fun. Usually I'm really stressed out, and I'm like, oh, I'm paying so much attention to the show. And I'm, I'm a terrible person tonight. I'm not, I don't even know who's next on the list. Megan's in front of it. Oh, there she is. Our first lady of the night. Holy fuck, it's been so dick heavy tonight. Just like guys, just like, it's like that game with the little things that pop up. Remember... Do you remember the thing at the Chuck E. Cheese where you had to try to whack a mole? But is there one where you just like take your dick and whack the STDs out of the tiny? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. No crabs tonight, yo. Uh, our first lady's coming up tonight. I'm really excited. I didn't mean to say crabs and it's, uh, terrible things. Yeah, oh, are you really? That would be great. I've never had crabs, uh, but I did. I did look at this weird book tonight as I was nannying and I was looking through their bookshelf and it was this thing and there it was just pictures of vaginas and I I feel I feel much better about my life now because I've realized that many more people than I have a wonky fin. I didn't know. I didn't know that they hung like that like in the It was a Burning Man book, you guys. It's cool people. Uh, I don't know if our next comedian has been to Burning Man, and I've never seen her labia, but we, I did try to kiss her once in a photo booth. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together. It's Gabby Pochia. Hi. She did actually kiss me, and uh, we have photos of the whole thing. Um, I've never had crabs either. I had head lice. Um, but that's way more innocent, isn't it? Um, hi, Ben. <laughs> um, she said something else I wanted to address, and I can't remember. Oh, wonky fin. No, I didn't want to address that. That's right. <laughs> hi, Ed. How are you? This should be this should be a a show. Like people come in, you go, "Hi, welcome to our home," like Fred Rogers would do. Um, if he did stand-up comedy, which I think he would now, uh, everybody's doing it. <laughs> um, I love to jerk off my boyfriend. I love it. I love it. But, you know, it's it hard to find somebody who liked it as much as I did. Most guys really aren't into it. But he's in eighth grade, so he fucking loves that shit. It's my best joke. <laughs> Started strong. <laughs> um, I feel really bad for guys and dating. I think it's really hard. I think women are really judgmental. And yeah, well, yes, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> um, but like you'll see a guy and you'll judge him, you know, because he's wearing Crocs or, you know, he's a poet or something. And uh, you'll think to yourself like, why would anyone ever fuck that guy? But I guarantee there's been a girl out there and she's looked at that guy and she's thought to herself, like, why did I fuck that guy? <laughs> He's not that good of a poet. I don't know. 
Rap doesn't count as poetry. <laughs> um, no, it does. Political. I'm getting political. <laughs> I got I got stoned beforehand, which was fun. I smoked stranger weed, but it turned out okay. I think I think it made me less stoned somehow. Um, the anti weed. Uh, but I actually just got my weed card recently. Thank you. Uh, it's fucking easy though to get your weed card. I went to a place called 420 Doctors, and <laughs> yeah, and like. All you had to do was just walk in, fill out a little bit of paperwork, get a quick breast exam <laughs> from all 420 doctors, and then get high. Um, I've been trying to talk my boyfriend into having a threesome because I feel like it's the kindest way to sabotage a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, here's a gift. Here's a gift, and I'm going to turn it on you later. Wow, that made me feel good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Let's hope it makes him feel good. Also, just because I feel like the reality of it would be like, I just can't, every time I look at you, I think of that girl coming really hard. And then he feels good about himself, and I can sleep with his friends. That's fine. <laughs> Um, this guy asked me the other day, he was like, were you born with that banging body? And, uh, I was, and, <laughs> but it was like hard, you know, it's not easy to be fucking born like this. All the other babies were just like, she's a fucking slut. <laughs> Why does she even bother wearing a diaper? She's Kids, they're so cruel. <laughs> um, I've been wearing my mom's wedding ring. My mom gave me her old wedding ring, and it was like my grandma's, and I wear it uh, now, even though I'm not married, just because I like to remind myself that my parents got divorced. <laughs> Did you guys ever hear your parents have sex when you were a kid? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man in the booth, all the artists say, hey. <laughs> um, I heard my parents have sex and it fucked me up because it just gave me the wrong impression about things. Just because I thought like, oh, my family's gonna get back together. Yeah, that used to work like three weeks ago. Mother's Day's coming around, maybe it'll work again. I don't know. I went to camp when I was a kid Camp was fun. Did you guys go to camp? Yeah. Cool, yeah. Boy Scout camp. Boy Scout camp. Yeah, then you can relate. Someone tried to molest me at my camp. <laughs> 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 but, like, that's why you go to camp, right? To learn, <laughs> you know? And I learned not to trust a grown man named Tigger. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I uh, have a roommate. I never see my roommate, ever. I only know that he's been around because of all the dishes and pubes he leaves everywhere. Um, <laughs> and I don't know anything about him, but like sometimes I wish that he was one of these like homicidal serial killers because killers, serial killers clean up after themselves. <laughs> I messed it up. I messed it up! <laughs> I didn't give it a fair chance. <sighs> 
I um, I'm gonna, I if this doesn't end in a joke, I'm sorry, but I feel like 9/11. <laughs> what do you guys think about 9/11? <laughs> <laughs> I no yes this is the debate some people are like inside job the other people are like no not possible perfect storm. perfect storm interesting I feel like 9-11 happened when I was 17 about to be 18 so my whole adult life was all post 9-11 and uh, right before I could vote too and it was like um, I don't necessarily know if it was a perfect storm or if they had total motivation, they just stole the election, they made a bunch of money off of it, like there's motive, there's fucking suspicious shit, but I'm not gonna say that it was an inside job, even though I did for years. Um, but that's really affected my dating life, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, I guess it's similar to like bringing up herpes and seeing if someone's cool with it, you know? Because you're like, <laughs> I think 9-11 might have been an inside job. And they might be out. Like, it doesn't matter how well you got along. That might be their line in the sand. And you have to, like, wait to bring it up. All right. Comparing it to herpes works. <laughs> I think most things comparing them to herpes always makes people feel uncomfortable. Uh, I, had a, I went to the STD clinic. Um, and they told me that if you have mouth herpes, you can't really get genital herpes. And if you have genital herpes, you can't really get mouth herpes. Look, <laughs> it's kind of true. But that's beside the point. This is premise. Okay. So <laughs> and uh, I do think, um, I forget what it was. Okay. So you could have it. You could not have it. Oh, yeah. And he was like, but we're really, we just want to focus on getting rid of stigma. And I was like, why don't we just focus on getting me some mouth herpes? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> when I was there, they stuck the thermometer in my mouth, but they didn't put the little plastic cover on it first. It was salty, let's just say. <laughs> and then... Uh, she pulled it out and she was like, well, have you engaged in any at-risk behavior recently? I was like, I just let you raw dog me with the AIDS wand, so yes. Very, very, very recently. <sighs> I'm from San Francisco, anybody from San Francisco? Cool, yay. Um, makes you weird. <laughs> but people also always think I'm a lesbian. And I like that they think I'm a lesbian. My favorite movie when I was a kid was Fried Green Tomatoes. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's a very lesbian movie. Uh, but I didn't know that when I was eight. You know, all, <laughs> all I knew was that in my favorite scene, there's two women on a picnic. And one of them goes over to a tree. And she sticks her hand up inside of a live beehive and she pulls out some honey and she brings it to the other woman and then they just start fingering this honey and like sucking their fingers clean. And I didn't know what that meant, you know, but I was still like, fuck yes, hell yeah. <laughs> when I grow up, I'm gonna fist the shit out of a beehive. <laughs> But like now that I'm grown up, I'm, I've never done it. I'm still like afraid to stick my fingers in a pussy. Just because part of me still thinks like, what if there's bees in it? <laughs> it's so dark, so dark. 
Thank you. Thank you. There's been a lot of talk about bees tonight and one other thing. Dick tip. People keep talking about dick tip and bees. Put them together. Ow. <laughs> um, I'm a pretty horny person. Uh, but, you know, there's ups and downs. And I've been really horny lately. And uh, I was walking down the street. And I heard from the side of me this guy go, oh, Jesus Christ. And I look over and there's strangers just stroking off and staring at me. Which is common, you know, but it's still scary. <laughs> it's still scary. <laughs> but also, like, it's what I'm into, you know? So he was, like, forcing me to watch something that normally I got to work up the nerve to ask people to do, right? <laughs> and he's, like, just giving it an enthusiasm you don't normally get when people are doing you a favor. And... Uh, <laughs> It made me really horny, this dude. But it's also really frustrating because I feel like um, I'm really sick of being so controlled by sex. I feel like when I was a young person, it became time to pick a hobby. I became interested in guys. And I was like, well, that's what I'm going to be good at. I'm just going to be good at getting them to like me. And now I think that's why I am good in bed is because I fuck guys like I'm drilling for self-esteem, you know? Just like I know it's in there. <laughs> They could just get deep enough. <laughs> Woo. But like I've learned, like it's not an accomplishment to make a guy come because if you don't fuck him, he'll just come in his sleep, right? <laughs> or come on you while you're asleep. But either way, I wish I would have learned an instrument. You know? <laughs> All right. Um, do you guys masturbate? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever start to masturbate? And then your mind, dozens, uh, your mind starts to wander and you realize you're just jerking off to your to-do list. Know what I'm saying? Woo! That one didn't work. <laughs> All right. I don't like to kiss my boyfriend in the morning when he like hasn't shaved his face and his breath just smells like wet garbage, you know? Just because like I feel like I'm making out with my own pussy. And it's, it stinks. It's disgusting. Thank you guys very much. Bugia, yay! Garbage pussy all day! Hooray! Yay! Uh, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole universe. If you haven't uh, downloaded or gotten their new double vinyl uh, album, uh, of Floating Goat, it's a great metal band. San Francisco for the past 13 years. Also, a really hilarious comedian. Clap wildly like you've never clapped before for drummer comedian Aaron Barrett. That's the way it's gonna stay. All right, Mutiny Radio, partying like rock stars tonight. Let me hear ya. All right, not bad, not bad. I'm used to performing arenas. That's not bad. It's like a club show for me. Sorry, guys. I actually, I'm a retired general in the Kiss Army. I can't help it. Um, I did always want to be a rock star, but my rock star partying days are way over. I haven't done cocaine. I haven't done coke in, I don't know, six or seven years, you know, because coke's one of those drugs. If you're going to do it, you want to do it all fucking night, you know? But now that I don't do it, it always cracks me up. I'll, like, I'll be in a bar or at a party or something. Some fucking guy will come up to me and be like, hey, bro, you want a little bump, huh? You want a little bump? I'm always like, oh, I don't know. You want me to follow you around the rest of the night pretending to like you? Fucking bump. 
What the whole bag, dick? By the way, if you're a guy and you're offering another guy coke, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shit's for the strippers, bro. For the strippers. Um, I am single, um, which sucks, you know, because I don't have coke. I have to get women the hard way. I have to talk to them, you know. Uh, but there's certain women I will not talk to. You know the girls that talk like this? Like, yeah, right? I know, right? Oh, my God, right? Oh, shut the fuck up. I was outside a bar the other night, and there was two of those girls outside on the sidewalk chirping away. And all of a sudden, I overhear one of the girls say to the other girl, she was like, yeah, and then I made the mistake of telling Laura. I fucking lost it. I lost it. I walked right up to her. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. She's like, excuse me? Why am I an idiot? I'm like, you can't trust Laura, man. She's going to tell everybody. Get us all in trouble. Fucking Laura. I actually refer to those women as the Louis Vuitton girls, right? Because they always have like the Louis Vuitton handbag and the matching luggage, the matching dish towel. I don't know what else they may. But I wish Louis Vuitton would make something a little bit more practical for these women, you know? Something they could really use. Like, how about the Louis Vuitton noose? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, they found Laura hanging in the shower last night, but she looks so cute. What about a Louis, you know, as Laura's last selfie? It'd be like, <laughs> the Louis Vuitton suicide selfie stick. <laughs> Fucking please, please. Oh, man. One weird thing happened with me, though. I, I actually woke up, uh, I woke up with uh, a bunch of rosemary stuck in my teeth this morning. And, uh, uh, and I didn't even have a date. I just, I just had some really great grill, grilled salmon last night. Um, it was not a 160-pound girl named Rosemary sitting on my face at 8 in the morning. Uh, it was salmon. Um, I wrote that last night, so I apologize. <laughs> um, I did meet one girl, though. I did meet one girl. You know, this is, I, I feel really guilty about this friendship, though. Like, I was sitting at a cafe uh, about three months ago, and this kind of overweight blind girl came up to my table, and she's like, hey, do you mind if I sit down? I was like, no, have a seat. And she sat down, and we got to talking. We've become really good friends over the last few months. We have lunch like two or three times a week. Uh, but over the course of the time I've known her, she's lost a lot of weight. And she just told me the other day, she was like, Aaron, I don't know what it is, but ever since we met, I've lost 23 pounds. And I'm like, I know. You look wonderful. I feel great. But the reason I feel guilty is because I don't know if I should tell her I've been eating her fries for the last three months. <laughs> I feel I'm putting on the weight now. I'll tell you this, though. i got to warn you guys out there. There's a lot of STDs, man. you got to be careful who you sleep with, guys. Uh, I want to warn you. About a year ago, uh, I slept with a girl from Alaska. Just let me tell you guys, do not sleep with women from Alaska, all right? You have no idea how hard it is to get rid of king crabs, all right? So, boiling water and melted butter, that's it, you know? It's the only STD you can eat. It's tasty. Uh, let's take a drink, folks. <sighs> Trying to get in shape. My buddy's giving me shit. He's like, dude, look at you, man. You're gaining weight. I'm like, I've been eating a lot of fries, all right? <laughs> but he's like, what are you going to do if you get in a fight? What's your first line of defense? What's your first move? I'm like, huh? 
He's like, Karate Kid? <laughs> the crane? That's your move? He's like, no, that's not mixed. That's not martial arts. You got to get into mixed martial arts. He's like, come to the bar with me this Friday and check out the UFC championship. I'm like, all right, whatever. I had actually really never seen this. I've seen commercials and stuff, but you guys have all seen UFC at this point, right? Yeah? Okay. So I'm, I, go, I go to the bar with him. I'm watching this shit for like three minutes. And I'm like, God damn, this shit is violent. Like, Jesus Christ. But after like another minute, I'm like, wait a minute. This shit's pretty gay. Like mixed martial art. Art of what? Spooning? It's like extreme spooning. Yeah. <laughs> fuck does UFC stand for? Ultimate finaling and cuddling? <laughs> you know? Sure enough, I ended up getting a fight with some guy, but I, I, got the, I got lucky. I swept his leg and had him in a headlock on the ground. I was spooning him real fucking tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know what happened, though. He must have felt my boner growing because he flipped me over so fast. I didn't know it hit me. I thought I was dead. All of a sudden, he whispered in my ear. He was like, I like your moves, bro. <laughs> And I was like, I like yours too. That was pretty sweet right there. And he was like, you want to get together and spar sometime? And I was like, you got any Coke? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So he let me go. And we've been uh, spooning for about two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a serious. Some light spooning on the kitchen sink. Uh... We got the election coming up. Do I have like at least four or five minutes left? Something like that, yeah. Oh, we got the election coming up, and uh, I don't know. I'm sure you guys have been wondering, like me, like what the fuck has George W. Bush been doing for the last eight years, you know? He's been out of the spotlight, and uh, a lot of you guys probably don't know he's been doing stand-up comedy, actually, and he's... <laughs> He's, uh, he's actually, he's built up a few minutes, and uh, so I'm going to give the rest of my time to George W. Bush. My name's George W. Bush, and I love tacos. <laughs> Appreciate that. I know a lot of you might not recognize me. This is what I call incognito. It's a fancy word for disguise. It's what I call my liberal look. It's the kind of look that says, hi, I'm comfortable with abortion and gay sex. <laughs> Appreciate that. I appreciate that. A lot of people ask me, they say, George, why do you want to do stand-up comedy? I said, I always want to know what it's like to bomb a stage. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. Are there any Republicans in the room tonight? No elephants in the room, okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. A lot of people warn me, say, George, why do you want to come to San Francisco? It's a liberal capital of California. They hate you. I said, well, I want to come back and make amends. I made some mistakes, California. You've made some mistakes. <laughs> Namely, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know Skeletor had a twin sister. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy creepy a lot of people warned me they said George people might throw tomatoes at you I said well I've been to Iraq they throw shoes at you there's an old saying in Iraq I'm not sure if you've ever heard this one it goes a little something like this shoot me once shame on you shoot me twice well you ain't got no shoes <laughs> appreciate that appreciate that Gabby Pocha. 
Got Papucha. Appreciate that. A lot of people want to know what I've been doing in my spare time, what kind of extracurricular <laughs> activities I've been getting into. Went to my first rave last week here in San Francisco, yes. Apparently there's an Amber Alert for someone named Molly. If you see her, call Amber. I'm not sure how that works. Also been taking some acting lessons in my spare time. Very similar to my college days. All I have to do is say, lion, please. <laughs> Appreciate that. Laura can't, Laura can't see on the radio, can she? <laughs> Thank you for the fresca. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. A lot of people want to know what it was like to hang out with Dick Cheney. I like to tell people about our times at Camp David. We used to get our G.I. Joe sleeping bags next to the fire and pray to God. Cheney used to say to God, he would say, Dear God, I know I got a bad heart, but please let me live another day or I'll shoot you in the fucking face. <laughs> That's how Cheney rolls. He, he calls the shots with God. Scalia died the other day. I had to, call, had to call up my friend Clarence Thomas, check in on him, see how he was doing. First thing I said is, Clarence, how you holding up? He was speechless. He was, George H. told me that one. George H. told me that one. Appreciate that. If you excuse me, I have to catch a red eye back to Crawford tonight. Laura's making taquitos. It's Mexican for little taco. <laughs> appreciate that. Appreciate that. We got summer vacation come up. I'd like you guys all to take some time. Please go visit my presidential library. Some people have told me, George, it's an awful big building for one copy of Goodnight Moon, but. <laughs> all right, guys. My name is Aaron Barry. Thank you, Muni Radio. Thank you, Pam Benjamin. We love you. Woo! Comedian Aaron Barrett and George W. Bush here on Pamtastics. Exciting times tonight. And even more exciting, our headlining comedian is from Denver, Colorado. Yes! Has anyone smoked her out yet? <laughs> like, you're like, oh no, no, it's ubiquitous in my state. I'm just not even. They're, oh no, ladies. Oh, thank you, ladies. Bro, we're cool because our headlining comedian is gonna rock your socks off. I'm gonna try to pronounce her last name right because I spoke French when I was little, so I should be able to do it. You guys, slap your meat paws together for Megan DePoncio! Yay! everybody and Pam and all that I'm I'm actually like kind of kind of like really tired I uh, I just worked a double but like both those guys are really nice so that's okay they were so chill they were so cool I'm actually telling jokes tonight uh, for my charity uh, you guys can have one it's just like paperwork away that's all you gotta do um, we're telling jokes for my charity 
Uh, I call it Locks for Love. Um, we donate smoked fish to children with cancer. <laughs> We're accepting donations in the form of red onions, capers, bagels. Stop sending hair. Hair is weird. Why are you guys sending hair? These kids have cancer. They don't want to eat hair. They need the sustenance. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, you guys don't have to start a charity to be a good person. Uh, you can also just like donate blood. Clap your hands if you donated blood. Hell yeah! That's an awesome way to just be a good person on a laptop. Just donate some blood. Uh, all you gotta do is just go in and you donate it, and then you go to bed at night and you're like, oh man, I can just sleep content. And then if you don't, you can just think about like, oh, I wonder if any of the blood I donated is in a boner right now. And you just go off into dreamland. That's all you do. It's nice. It's super nice. I got a weird family. I got one of those. I, uh, I've been receiving calls from them all day. I've been traveling and they've been calling me all day. They're like, I can't decide each one individually, uh, whether to have my poor grandfather buried or cremated, ooh, all that stuff, or just to let him die of natural causes. Oh, God. Uh, I get it. It's dark. It's fine. I'm going to take my coat off. But, like, it made me realize, like, it's time to write my will if my family can't understand that shit. So my will's going to say, uh, I just want my ashes to be spread on, like, every continent, because I just want to go out the same way I came in, like a real expensive inconvenience. Awesome. <laughs> well, that sounds nice. I went back there recently. I went back to those people, or as I like to call it, uh, the place where they put ice in their Chardonnay. And uh, <laughs> I went home, and uh, my mom and I were having a conversation, unfortunately. And I found out she only reviews movies in like two ways. Like two ways. Uh, cute and not cute. I found this out. I was like, hey, mom, how was 12 years a slave? Not cute. Nope. Ladies. Lady. <laughs> Lady. <laughs> if you don't want to become your mom, just stop talking to her. Just stop. Don't. Just stop talking to her. That way you, she can't freaky Friday you and steal your youth. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. My mom hates that joke because, like, the first rule of sarcasm club is your mom's not going to get it. Like, that's like the, first, <laughs> the first rule. Oh, man. I, uh, I feel like losing your virginity in a car, real normal. Real normal. Just like is losing your virginity in a bed, like, equally normal. Losing your virginity in a race car is super fucking awesome. Uh, losing your virginity in a race car bed, not so cool. Real weird. <laughs> Not okay. Don't be okay with that. Ooh. I got a real cool dad, unlike the mom. Uh, after like my <laughs> 21st birthday, my dad took me out drinking like a bunch of beers, a few beers in. He's like, hey, he got like real sad, like real sad dad. And I was like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, real sad. He's like, Meg's 21. I'm like, dad, you're not that old. That's like the only good part of knocking up your prom date. <laughs> He's like, no, 21, Meg's. I could have killed your mother and been out of jail by now. <laughs> and I was like, so much potential, but no follow through, you know? <laughs> 
Got a got a boyfriend? You guys got one of these? Like a like a real live creep? Like a like a real creep? <laughs> got a boyfriend? Real creep? Like real live like Taco Bell lurker? Like an American creep? <laughs> one of those. Uh, no, he's great. He's like one of those like real lovable creeps. Like he's like the kind of guy that would kidnap you, but then like turn around and be like, hey, what do you want to do? And then you just do that girlfriend thing, like, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> got to find out he was like this. Uh, I went abroad for a little while, and he texted me. He's like, hey, next time you go away for this long, um, you should get a real doll of yourself made, and that way I can cuddle it. That's so sweet. That's so adorable. That's like the sweetest way a guy can tell you he's down to fuck a doll. Like, that's, that's great. I love that. Uh, 